You're listening to the Heart-Centered Service Podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 11 of Heart-Centered Service. In today's episode, we're talking about email marketing. So we're in the final uh, part of our Marketing for Freelancers series. So um, if you're just tuning in, um, we have five parts to the series, um, walking you through each stage that you should be taking when you're building your freelance business. And you have probably complained about social media algorithms once or twice before. Well, the one advantage to growing an email list is that your subscribers can follow you from email platform to email platform. So it's just this fab way to present yourself as an authority to potential clients while you're also strengthening your relationship with your current clients. And that is why we are going to walk you through starting your email newsletter list and email marketing strategy today. Yeah, so exciting to be at the last part of the marketing series. I feel like we've been working on this for a long time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, you've already highlighted like one of the main reasons that you should um, start an email list because maybe if you're just starting out in business, you, you don't really understand the purpose of an email list, you might associate it with like getting spam emails. And that's like not what we're going to be talking about in this podcast episode at all. We're talking about like high value email marketing. Uh, But Um, Your email list is the only um, way that you can collect followers on a a platform that you own. So like if you, um, if all of your following is on Instagram and Instagram is the only way that you can get a hold of the people that follow your business um, and Instagram goes down one day or maybe Facebook just decides that they're just going to shut down Instagram permanently one day, like you're going to be screwed. (laughs) Whereas um, your email subscribers, um, you own those contacts. So like whatever happens to your email marketing marketing platform, like whatever you do with your business in the future, you can take those subscribers with you always. Um, and also there, th- this is like a group of um, warmer leads, which earlier in the series, we talked about cold leads and warm leads. These are warmer leads that are allowing you into like a very intimate part of your life. Like letting somebody into your inbox is a big deal, um, especially in the world we live in today where there's like spam emails, like on on the high and there's um and yeah yeah, so it's it's a it's a really good thing to do which is why we're going to teach teach it today um so how do you get started with email marketing um you start by building one um funnel basically or one sequence um and before you even get into the technicalities of it there's a couple of things that you have to establish um, you obviously you have to establish like who your dream client is that sh- if you're already in part five of the marketing series, like you're, <laughs> you're already clear on that. Um, so then once you have, you get your dream client and then you um, establish what is the dream client's current reality? Um, like, where are they right now? Um, how aware are they of your industry and what you can do with, do for them? Like, what do they know about your industry? What do they need from you? Um, What problems are they experiencing? Um, And then you establish what their desired result is. What is the desired result that you bring to that client? 
So you've got a point A, which is the current reality, and you've got a point B, which is the desired result. And then you outline all of the steps that the, the dream client has to take to get from point A to point B. This, that was funny because I'm thinking of the first time we ever hosted a webinar together. We literally taught this. <laughs> I'm getting nostalgic right now, I love it. Um, oh, yay. <laughs> um, so once you have those steps outlined, then you are going to create an offer for each one of those steps. So maybe like, um, we'll do an example of this in a second. Like maybe for the first step, you do like an informational blog post. Um, and then you do a free download they exchange email address for that in the marketing world is called a lead magnet. Um, and then maybe the rest of your of the um, customer journey or the, um, the steps that they're going through happens over the course of a welcome sequence. So which your welcome sequence is like uh, a series of emails they get once they join your email list. So they would give their email address, download the lead magnet, and then they would receive a series of informational emails um, and then maybe a sales pitch, depending on how your funnel is set up. So I just threw a bunch at you. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of like explain what a funnel was to anyone who's listening who doesn't know. So just like, yeah, picture exactly that, a funnel. It's big on, it's large on the top and it gets smaller as it goes to the bottom, right? And so the top of the funnel, that's where, that's where people are starting. That's where people are entering their relationship with you. And so um, this is also where the most people are and that's where the funnel is the widest. So that's why this, um, I guess the symbol is used so often in marketing. So people will find you maybe on social media or um, via your blog. Um, and so that's the top of the funnel because there are the most people um, who are engaging with you or like interacting with you there. And then it gets smaller. So um, your lead magnet, something like your lead magnet would be the next level lower um, on your funnel. And so that's um, kind of like you narrowing, um, you narrowing who's interacting with you. And so um, with every stage, there's less and less people, which seems like kind of um, counterintuitive because our natural instinct is to want to appeal to everyone. But actually, it's very good to be like narrowing who is going to eventually work their way to the bottom of the funnel and become a paying client because um, you are doing so well at like answering their problems that um, that you are picking out people from the top of the funnel or letting them go through this customer journey with you in order to like become this like dream client. So yeah. Yeah, and like to think of it this way, like um, think about all the people that you follow on Instagram that like, you like them, you like their brand, and you enjoy following them on Instagram, but you're likely to never really be their customer, right? So um, you're the kind of person who wouldn't take the next step in their funnel. Um, and every business is like that. Like you're gonna have your larger social media following, and then you're gonna have people who are really serious about um, being in a relationship with your brand. And then um, you have like levels of people that are more and more serious, and then you've got like your hot leads and your customers. Um, there's just, it, it's just the way people, fall like that's how like just like you have like your best friend and you have like your acquaintances and you have close friends um it's kind of the way life works so yeah 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 um so we're talking about how to use email marketing to bring people down this funnel 
Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the, the best thing we can do right now is like break down um, an example of uh, like somebody using um, an email funnel in their freelancing business. So like, let's say somebody has a, uh, a business and they're a Pinterest manager. Um, so Krista, if somebody was a Pinterest manager, um, what do you think the dream client's cur cur current reality would be? Oh my gosh, it would totally be how to get more, well, it would probably be how to get more followers on Pinterest because, or maybe even how to get started on Pinterest. So I would say, okay, so I would say like a good blog post to really entice people is to explain like, okay, this is how you set up Pinterest or this is why Pinterest is important for you. And then, yeah, then, and then the next step would be to how to get more followers and more views and engagement on Pinterest. Okay, yeah. So um, if you're a Pinterest manager, um, you're, the dream client's current reality would be like, I want to use this tool to bring leads into my business, um, but I don't know how to use it. I don't even know how to start, um, which would definitely describe me, which I'm, I would be somebody that could potentially be like a dream client for a Pinterest manager because like I'm someone who produces a lot of content. Um, and I, I haven't leveraged all of my possible ways of getting more audience to that content, right? Um, so Krista just suggested like maybe a informational blog post about like, like the very bare minimum, like how to get started on Pinterest would be something that would pique my attention. Um, and also when you're building this funnel, you have to start with the end in mind too. So what do you think, I'm going to ask you again, Krista, what do you think the desired result would be that a Pinterest manager would bring to their clients? Yeah, so common things that I see for my own Pinterest management clients, their goals are either more traffic, well, always more traffic, and then also um, email subscribers. Okay, so cool. So the desired result would be increased traffic to a website or um, more email subscribers. Um, and you probably want to pick like one specific thing that you can, that you're going to like, you know, focus on delivering to this person. Um, yeah. yeah, so we've got an informational blog post. Um, and then when you're thinking about the lead magnet, think about building off of what they might learn from that blog post um, and think about the next step that needs to be taken in order for them to like be ready to um, make the investment in your business. Like they're taking another step towards your brand. So what do you think, because I am I keep asking you, Krista, because you have like um, experience managing Pinterest, like what would a lead magnet be that could um, get get a like a potential Pinterest management client like to um, download it? <laughs> yeah, um, so I have several ideas. <laughs> um, one I think would be like kind of like a <laughs> so I'm big on spreadsheets guys I don't know if you know plus I just made <laughs> I just made a bunch of spreadsheets yesterday for my Pinterest management clients so um, I'm also really big on efficiency and I think that you should use the resources that you use as lead magnets um, so one thing that I would recommend is as a Pinterest management uh, person sorry <laughs> one thing I would recommend as a Pinterest manager is um, having a lead magnet to solve the problem of getting traffic maybe that 
explains group boards or a spreadsheet of your recommended group boards or a spreadsheet of like how you track personal Pinterest boards or how you track the data of Pinterest boards. So basically like, um, but I think also <laughs> to rewind, um, I think lead magnet should also create like a quick win. So I think one of the best uh, resources for Pinterest manager to give is either like a, an SEO keyword audit or like a little tutorial cheat Pinterest cheat sheet or Pinterest group board cheat sheet. Am I giving too many options? I'm just like no, so inspired like by Pinterest. Like, um, <laughs> it's it, even if somebody isn't a Pinterest manager, like they could kind of like take these examples and sort of like, figure out how they can apply that to what they do specifically. So I like, I like the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to look at um, you, kind of what you resources you use and how your resources that you're using can help people who aren't your clients as well, because people might not be ready to hire you immediately, but if they're using your resource, they're like, impressed and maybe ready to either hire you in the future or recommend you to someone who um, they are confident would be like a fab relationship. Yeah, the lead magnet is as a service provider, like this is your opportunity to shine. Um, really, like don't hold back, like don't worry, like, oh, if I give too much, like maybe they won't hire me. Don't worry about that. Really show them what you know and really try to help them um, because then if they get something out of your free offer, um, they're going to, you're going to get their attention and then you have their email address now. So then you're going to start sending them a welcome sequence, which is basically like a series of emails where you, um, tell your story, give them some more, like it teach them more things like high value emails that, um, allow them to the, the, um, prospect, the um, dream customer to get to know you better and then learn more from you, continue to learn from you. Um, and then that just warms them up until um, maybe they'll be ready to buy from you or hire you at the end of the um, email sequence. Um, or like maybe in the future, if you like continue to send them a newsletter and stuff. Um, but yeah, so an in, in, um, important point to make, the reason you do a welcome sequence is because people, your subscribers are the most active right in the beginning. Um, so the very beginning, right after they subscribe to your list, this is when you have their attention. So this is when yeah. you really want to put it all on the table. And I think um, the kind of businesses we run, service-based businesses, we're attracting people who are serious about hiring us um, because they're people that are looking for the solutions we provide and they're business owners usually um, in most cases. So they're ready to invest in something in their business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you said, Fran, the welcome sequence has typically have the highest open rate. So it's not really something you should skip. You should um, be writing the welcome sequence to show, like, flex a little bit, show what you know, introduce yourself, and start to connect with um, your um, dream clients. And so actually, uh, in order, because I knew we were talking about email marketing today, I actually referenced this guest post that someone wrote on um, for Reroute Lifestyle, Sammy from Well and Wealthy. Um, and I noticed that she had like tips on what to include in your welcome sequence, like 10 emails. So I'm going to link that guest post in the show notes because it's like 
it's seriously such a wealth of information and I've referred to it over and over again while I've written welcome sequences the past two years. So I totally recommend checking out Sammy's post. Um, and Welcome sequences are really effective, um, and I've promo actually promoted affiliate links at the end of my welcome sequences before, and I've seen success with this. So this is also a potential opportunity for you to promote um, your affiliates, um, and it's up to you because some people do think that it ruins uh, customer trust, um, but I, I, I don't think that it always does. Like I promote the same affiliates, whether it's in my uh, newsletter, in my blog, on this podcast, because I trust and believe in the affiliates that I work with and I'm super knowledgeable about them. I can have conversations about them and you should be promoting um, affiliates the same way. We actually have an episode about affiliate marketing for freelancers. So, um, check that out. We'll link in the show notes. I think it's like episode five or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris is such a wizard with affiliate marketing. You'll see if you listen to that episode. And I love how you, you find an opportunity to like pop an affiliate into like everything. You're like, oh, we should put it here. We should put it here. Um, it's really cool. And I mean, like, again, like we say this in the episode, we always say this, like, um, affiliate marketing isn't as it's not slimy like it's you promoting something that you really believe in and it's a great way for you to get kickback on something that people would otherwise they'd be paying for it anyway it's no cost to them um, no additional cost to them like it's they're buying a program that they need anyway um, yeah and um, in addition to that like you can put affiliate links in your welcome sequence but you can also link to other things in your welcome sequence like maybe you have a blog and maybe you have um, some other really cool relevant blog posts that you can share with your, you can direct your, your, like your new email subscriber to your blog to check out some new topics that you cover. Um, you can link to like, maybe you have something like a discovery call or like smaller services um, to help them just continue to build that relationship and trust with them. Um, it's email marketing is a really great opportunity to, to direct people back to things that you have on your website. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, this is when people are most excited, right? Because my email is sacred and what I allow in my inbox is pretty sacred, especially with all this noise today. So when I sign up for someone's newsletter, I'm freaking excited. I'm just like, how can I learn more about you? And I imagine that people are the same way, maybe not to the same extremity, but this is like the start of the relationship and everything's fresh and new and honeymoon period. So this is your chance to like court them and impress them and flex a little bit. So show them what you've got. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like personally for me, I, my inbox is really sacred too. Like I went through a phase when I first got into entrepreneurship when I just like signed up for every um, newsletter ever because I was like I need all of the content so my inbox is like a, it's it is ridiculously messy right now um, so when I sign up for a newsletter nowadays it's because I am dead serious about reading those emails um, which it's like you can almost take that to your advantage like there, there's so much content out there there's so much noise out there so when people are signing up to your email list like they really are serious about having you in their inbox. There's nobody that's like, oh, I'm going to give this person my email address because I just like to have 
So like a few more emails in my inbox that I'm not going to read. Like that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true. Like um, if I find myself deleting email after email, um, I'm just eventually unsubscribed. So this is also a chance to say like, put thought into your email subject lines, like get that curiosity and then make the email engaging. Like, add gifts to your emails or, and bring a little personality into your emails. Yeah. And, and get into the habit of like making, uh, like adding value to your newsletter. Um, oh, yes. Like email marketing, the, the rules of email marketing are kind of the same as like social media. You don't want to be constantly selling. Like you don't, the really annoying emails that we get are the ones where like, we only ever hear from this person when they want us to buy something, right? Um, so a really good email marketing tactic is we want to keep this simple. So like you've got your welcome sequence. You don't like there's like lots of ways to like build additional funnels off of that. But like honestly, like <laughs> just do the welcome sequence for now and you can worry about that later. Um, but an additional thing you can do is you can do like a regular newsletter. Um, and this way people are in the habit of reading your emails. Like maybe you send out a newsletter, like she did it her way podcast, which is a really awesome podcast for business owners. She sends out a, a newsletter every Wednesday and it's really high value stuff. And it like, it's got like mindset tips and like, it has a different like topic every week, but she, you can tell she puts a lot of thought um, in heart into writing that newsletter. So I read it every week and I expect it every week. Um, so you want to create something like that. It's just like a blog or it's just like social media. Like you want your content to be worth your audience's time um, so that they trust you. And so you are just like, instead of just contributing to the noise and trying to get more money, like you're actually out there trying to help people. Yeah, that's such a good point to be adding value because then if, um, if you're adding value and you're giving advice to to people every week or every other week, then they look forward to getting the your, that email in their inbox. Like, ooh, what am I going to learn this week? How am I going to improve myself? Um, I definitely have uh, people who uh, I receive newsletters from who are just value bombing, and I love getting their emails. Like, it's never a it's never a burden. And if if they're selling something and I'm not interested in it, then I'll just wait until the wait until the sell period is over making sure to focus on value with your newsletter is really important because on the flip side there are people who um they start entering launch mode and i just get so tired of them and i don't see the value from their newsletter so i just unsubscribe so i think <laughs> this is all just anecdotal but i think it's really important to put that into what you're putting out and the long-term the long-term relationship that you're building with your newsletter subscribers yeah i think that's a really good point because um you and i krista we're people that we're business owners and we have been following other business owners and like subscribing to newsletters from other business owners and like trying to learn from them um and like you know we're subscribed to newsletters because like we want the educational value of it and like I can say, I get, I, I'm the same way when I notice a business is going in, that I follow is going into launch mode. I'm like, oh my God, because like, we honestly, we need to change our tactic with this in the online marketing world because like sending out 14 emails in like a week when you're in launch mode is like, I, I don't know that that strategy, I, I don't know that that strategy is going to be um, working for much longer because it is so annoying. 
Um, like, I don't, I don't really know the best way to handle, like, a big launch, um, like, if you're launching, like, a product or something, but, like, man, we have to update the way that we do that. Like, maybe we need to rethink how we actually sell over email, because I feel like everybody is just doing the same thing. Like, whenever there's a launch happening, you get email after email after email, and some of them are, like, the subject line is, like, very, like, guilt-ridden, like, like, I'm sorry I miss you, like, you're almost gonna miss her, like, stuff like that, um, so maybe this is, like, you're listening and you're just getting your business started, or if you are just getting your business started, if you have a business, um, like, what are some creative ways that you can approach selling over email marketing? I don't know that I have an answer for you right now, but if you can figure that out, um, you're going to be doing all of us a favor and that might end up being very fruitful for you because um you, you're you're not going to lose you're not going to go through the thing where you lose all of your like half your subscribers during a launch um and you're not going to be annoying people <laughs> so. yeah and as a freelancer too uh depending on what services you're offering um you can just like have like a va like the value at the top and then say oh p.s i have these slots open in august um or um and just like in that way so then you have people hooked they're learning about you they know about you and then oh this person is accepting applications for August or um, trying to fill their calendar for October and then um, even if someone isn't ready to work with you immediately then like they'll have it in their head that you're available to work on these projects um, in the future uh, yeah I like that tactic a lot better because it's like and I found this kind of works on me too like if you just plant a little seed like by the way I, I do this and I have some slots open. Um, like if somebody is really a fan and they're really serious about working with you, that's really all you're gonna have to say. Um, you don't need like <laughs> 15 emails or like a flashy sales page because I've been finding like over the, the couple of years that I've been doing this, like the people who are really serious about working with you, like they're just gonna wanna work with you no matter what the copy says or um, no matter like, how how you structure your subject line like all it's really going to take is like oh by the way like i do this and um i i'm, I'm available to like take on clients i'm available for the service um and people will be like oh like i would love to i would love to do that that's worked on me a few times like i listen to some podcasts of like astrologers and they're like by the way i do these readings and <laughs> it's been enough a couple times for me to like literally go buy a reading from them so <laughs> Yeah, and that's real scarcity too. Like, um, I feel like, well, with with marketing, it's really easy to feel icky because there are like these fake, like these fake tactics that are used. But if you're like, no, my calendar is almost booked in August, so I have these many slots left, um, then that's scarcity but it's genuine scarcity because you're letting people know like no like if you want to work with me i only have this many spots left and so that's like paying respect to not just the client but also you because um you're like aware of how much work you can take on i'm talking to myself here <laughs> because i don't know if you guys know if you've listened to this podcast before i have a problem with saying yes to everything <laughs> so um i think offering and letting people know about your availability for the rest of the year is actually really helpful it's a service to them and it's a service to you yeah 
yeah. And um, that's one of the many ways that you can approach selling in a very heart-centered way <laughs> to plug the name of this podcast into that. Um, yeah, and I think um, like you really hit the nail on the head with like look at it as look at it as a service. Every time you are selling yourself, whether it's over email or whether it's on social media, wherever you're selling, whether you're like on a, a discovery call with the client, when you are selling yourself, it should be from a place of like doing them a service and letting them know what you can do for them. Like the selling, when the selling gets achy, it's when it's coming from a very self-serving perspective where you're like, oh, I want to like make this money and I want it. So I'm going to like do all of these things and like put all this stuff out there so that I can like sell my stuff to people. Um, yeah. No, like that's when it gets spammy. Um, yeah. It's not spammy when it's like, I'm doing them a service by letting them know that this is available. Um, so what other um, email marketing tips do you have, friend? Like how can, how can people, so we walked through getting started, right? We talked about um, creating a lead magnet and um, writing a welcome sequence, but how can someone take their email marketing strategy from like beginner level to expert level? Um, yeah, so I guess I have to preface this by saying email marketing is a rabbit hole, so don't fall into the rabbit hole, but um, I'm just going to like dip your toe into like the next level of email marketing. Um, so you have your welcome sequence set up and like maybe you have a newsletter. Um, what you want to do next is you want to start tagging your subscribers, like start putting things in place. Um, and you can do this in any email marketing platform you use. Like um, most of them are very intuitive, um, like ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, they all have this feature. Um, you can start putting tags into your um into your like platform so like let's say like i have uh, a couple of blog posts linked in my welcome sequence uh, and those blog posts are under a specific topic i can create a tag around that topic and then every time somebody clicks that link in my email then they get hit with that tag so when i look at my email marketing platform i, I can be like oh so i have this many subscribers who are interested in this topic so um, this really sets a for like a very strong foundation for you to be doing this long term in your business. Because like, let's say a few a few years down the road, you, you decide to scale your business by like adding a new service or like even creating a digital course, you can go into your, um, you can like, and it, let's say it's around that topic, you can go into your email marketing platform, find your subscribers who are interested in that topic, and you can start like feeling out um, or like, per, uh, like, stirring up interest in that new product or service based on that tag. Um, so I guess the next step, um, to put it very simply, would be start tracking the behavior of your subscribers, um, which just goes back to what we say in almost every episode. Like, Start small, get a firm foundation in, and, and start tracking what people are doing. Start collecting data so that you can understand the people that you serve better. Yeah, so probably one thing you can do is get your notebook out or um, you can use this website called Glue to draw this pyramid, but like write out your customer journey and the different things that you want to know about them or tag them or like how you want to segment your list and draw it out like on a sheet of paper or um, on glue.com. I think it's glue.com. Um, but yeah, so draw out kind of like how you want to segment your list and track everyone um, because it's hard to like, it's hard to take that extra step to step away from your laptop and like 
visualize it. Like, how are you going to separate your subscribers? Like, what do you want to know about them? Um, and what, to, what information is important for you to know about them? Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I think that maybe, um, every, everyone who's listening to this episode, if you don't have an email marketing strategy set up, a, a really good first step for you would be to take out a piece of paper and just start brainstorming. Like start outlining that customer journey, just as Krista just said. Um, start like brainstorming what tags you might want to put in place. Um, just get it all out on paper. I like to write things out with my hands. Like that's just like I, that's how I think um, you can like do it in a Google Doc. However you brainstorm or take notes, it's, it's perfect. Um, but just start outlining the strategy that you're going to be using before you um, like implement. And um, if you're not ready to invest in email marketing yet, you can totally just get a free account on MailChimp. I know Krista and I are both um, very long-time ConvertKit customers, so like they're really awesome. Um, I've also used Active Campaign, and I love their podcast. So if you're interested in like diving really deep in email marketing, like if you want the rabbit hole stuff, um, good luck first of all. And you might want to go to Active Campaign, their podcast the next place for you. Um, so yeah, there's, there's lots of places to go from here. So yeah. And then, um, let's see. So we're segmenting the list, everyone's tagged. And then, um, what, what would you say is another next step? Um, you have to be thinking about, so um, I'm going to kind of steal a page from Haley Burkhart's workbook. Um, she talks about how like, you have um, you on one, like there's a river. You have you on one side of the river and then you have your ideal customers on the other side of the river. And um, your marketing strategy is you building bridges across that river, right? And um, you wanna keep in mind that like, you really only need like one, maybe two bridges. Um, so this is where email marketing can get a little bit hairy because if you have like 8 million sequences set up and like all like that, that's when it gets crazy. Um, so focus on getting like that one bridge built and then maybe like do one additional sequence. Like maybe do like, we call it, so like there's the welcome sequence, which is like the very first thing they go through. And then like another sequence would be like a product sequence. Like maybe you have a separate sequence that like um, gets people warmed up to eventually buy something for you. And that's the intention of that particular sequence. Um, so maybe the next step would be like start outlining a sales centered email sequence that you can like um, tag your subscribers who are interested, who like maybe they uh, like clicking on a blog post would indicate that they might be interested in the service and um, get that one little branch um, off of your welcome sequence. And um, yeah, you can go from there. Uh, but again, like you don't want to build like eight bridges across the river. You really, you really only need one or two. Otherwise, you're just going to confuse people. So <laughs> yeah, totally. So we should be like, um, only focusing on like, one or two bridges to really close the gap. And that's why I, I really think you should be thinking about being really intentional about which services you're promoting and which journey you're taking your customers on. Like focus on one first. Um, don't go too crazy. Um, Fran, I see here that I think we both have written down, like start with one lead magnet, start with one sequence because like it's so easy to want to appeal to everyone, to want to serve everyone, to be like, oh, well, I can help someone with this and this and this and this. But uh, take it from someone who has like 5 million half 
written uh, lead magnets in her Google Drive folder, <laughs> um, start with one, just perfect one, make one really great. Then put, the, put your extra effort into making an, a welcome se sequence really great. Um, and if you're lost on where to go, um, I'm taking another tip from, um, from the guest post written by Sammy from Well and Wealthy on building engagement with your mailing list. Um, so she uh, basically talked about combining elements from other people and other people's welcome sequences and newsletters into your own style. And so um, another example of this I have is Jen, an illustrator who's in the heart-centered service community. She told me about that um, while she was learning illustration she's was looking at different artistry styles of her favorite illustrators and she picked what she liked about them to combine them into her own style um, and you can do the same thing with your welcome sequence and with the newsletters you're already writing um, maybe like you see you notice that you really engage and resonate with like this person's uh, storytelling or you really love this person's gift choice I'm big on the gifts guys um, because millennial or you love how this person um, puts emojis next to her like tips um, but yeah so look at the emails that you're already receiving um, and decide what you like about them. Like really analyze like, okay, what is it about this person that I'm resonating with and um, combine elements into your own like personal flair. I love it. Um, that's a really good um, tip to just like end on so that you guys can implement this the stuff from this episode oh and i almost forgot like don't forget about our guy i'm sure if you've gotten to this point in the series that you have the guide and you're working through it and stuff um so do the last part of the guide and um once you've gotten to the end of this like congratulations you have finished our marketing series like you should be really proud of yourself like you just took a lot of really big steps to putting yourself out there online and i'm proud of you High five, everyone. Great job. Um, and thanks for coming with us on this journey through marketing for freelancers. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I'm, um, I'm actually really excited because we, before we started the series, we didn't really get a chance to do a lot of normal episodes. So I'm excited to just go back to um, doing some regular episodes. Um, so look forward to that too. <laughs> Yeah, me too. We have some really exciting topics lined up. Um, one of my favorites that I'm looking forward to is um, mental health for freelancers because like we were just talking about how we kind of both were struggling internally today. And so this is like my first work task of the day um, is recording this episode. So yeah, I'm really excited for our future episodes. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, so yeah, again, um, if you're not part of the community, then please um, join the community at heartcenteredservice.co slash community. We go live there every Monday um, to talk about the most recent episode and answer questions you guys have. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you around there. Leave a rating review on iTunes, all the stuff we normally ask you to do. Um, yes, we still have those requests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback, whether it is posted in a review or in the DMs, so in our DMs. So yeah, thanks for listening, fam. Have a great week, everyone. Aloha.